welcome to Ultradian Whims of Ramjack the Inconsistent. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. It's it's fast. It's it's quickly coming to an end. Yeah. This will be out next week, right? For New yeah. Year's or the week after that? I honestly this don't know. Out. This will be out next week. Um, so yeah, I hope you have a happy New Year, listener. Hope you had a happy solstice and whatever other holidays you uh, choose to celebrate. Because um, we're having fun here on Ramjack, that's for damn sure. Indeed, a rare, a rare morning time recording. I know. I, the whole vibe is different. It's very weird. I got my, I got my iced coffee. I'm, Ooh. I'm in it. I'm milling it. The sun is out. Oh, very strange. I feel Don't like more... that sun. <laughs> I feel awake as opposed to like barely hanging on to consciousness because it's night and I'm tired. But um, yeah, who knows what's going to happen with the show due to these things. But um, happy to be here with you, Brad. Happy Indeed. to be here with, with you, listener. Um, casual episode. Casual. Guys, 2021 has been quite a year. We've earned a casual episode. <laughs> Very true. I mean, Ringing in 2022 in that cash fashion, as we uh, all should now. 2022. Boy, what a year it's going to be. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> any, any predictions, Brad? You uh, say that like that. maybe you have a premonition of what may occur in the 2022. Listen, you know, everyone's like, oh, man, I can't wait till next year. Next year's going to be such a better year. Guys, next year, it's not going to be a better year. <laughs> I mean, that kind of optimism is I understand and appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you got you to gotta have one foot on the ground and one head in the clouds, I guess, at that point. Not just flying up, trying to get uh, vertical. Because you're going to come crashing down pretty quick. Next year, more of the same. More of the yeah. same. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, things will be vastly better for me next year because um, currently, currently, guys, I am unemployed. Um, yeah. I am. Uh, I have no job. I have no income. Um, I will be getting a paycheck in about a month. Um, at which time I'll be making six figures. But like currently, I am unemployed. Unemployed and not looking. Just not even looking. Just I'm, loafing I'm around. One I'm one of those. I've given up. Huh. I've given up. I've given up on the workforce. Well, good luck getting anything from Florida to help you in these two weeks before you take your six-figure job. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. No. I, I'll, I'll, it's, I'll be lucky if I don't get a boot to the face. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm, sure, I'm sure they're going to be knocking carolers. And yeah. DeSantis is getting them to come around and infect people with Omicron just Definitely. to get herd immunity up. Definitely. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, hey, whatever. Look, you're you're relaxing. You got your solstice tree up. You got no no obligations to capitalism. No. Or the man. What are you going to do in these two? Just relax. Just gonna Take some it. Brad time. Gonna enjoy it. Going to relax. Yeah. Have a nice time. Going to enjoy, enjoy it. Going to enjoy it. Not going to enjoy it too much because, like, you know, there's, like, a pandemic going on. So, like. True. And I'm in Florida. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll be, you know, enjoying it from home mostly. But, you know, relaxing. Relaxing. That's what it's about. It's about relaxing. Can I? This is kind of an, um, a random question, but one of Joey's friends that he had in daycare since he was really little moved recently. Mm-hmm. And he didn't know this until, I guess, this week that they moved because they he thought maybe she's in a different class. Maybe she's around. But he's like, oh, no, she moved. I heard today that she either moved to Florida or California. And I thought, Ooh. where would you rather move to? If you had to give someone advice, Brad, right now, would you have someone move to drought-stricken California or COVID, I hard mean, COVID, super conservative Florida? Well, it's, it really depends on who you are and what, like, what, what the financial, what the job situation is, because 
because I mean, there's certainly pros and cons. First of all, Florida, True. Florida's Florida's mostly garbage. Uh, Orlando's Orlando's good. Um, mm-hmm. um, I mean, but you're in Florida. Yeah. Um, so there's that. I mean, either place you're not gonna get proper seasons. So. California has Disneyland, but it doesn't have that same kind yeah, of magical D- bubble Disneyland that Disney kind of surrounds. Up. I got no uh, interest. Orlando. In, I got no interest in tiny, hard to park Disneyland. Yeah, like go to Disney World for real. Disneyland uh, is for people that you know have nostalgia for old, tiny Disneyland. Yeah, West Coast can't get all the way over to Florida. They gotta have something. Yeah, so like you know. You throw them scraps. That's what Disney did. I mean, it's just, it's, there's not enough room. There's just not enough room. Like, I, I'm sorry. You don't have enough room for a proper theme park. I understand it was first. There's, that's great. It's got different (laughs) things, but. Prototype. I mean. Lesser model. Like, I, it's tiny. It's cramped. It's, it's hard to park. I've never been. Probably not going to go. Cause why? I mean, if you're there, great. But like, I'm not making a trip for Disneyland. Sorry. Um, also Florida, you got the whole tax situation that is certainly in your favor. So, no state income tax. Oh, nice. Yeah. I forget about that. Oh, yeah. Is there property tax then? I guess it would have yeah, to have of course, some sort yeah, of... there's property tax, sure. But, like, you know, so there's that. I mean, but that's because it's a right-wing state, you know, and that's some right-wing bullshit. Like, we should always have... every Everywhere should have fucking income tax. And schools shouldn't be paid for through property tax because that's insane. Uh, yeah, very much so. So fucking insane. I don't know if I... I mean, I under I understand the the skewed logic for property tax, but I don't agree with it. Like, I really want to. I don't know. I don't like it. I, I know what I pay in property tax, or what my uh, loan through my house that we pay off pays, because they take care of all of that until we're ready, or once we pay it off. But that's going to be a lot of money once we pay it off. Well, but um, yeah, I listen. I'm fully in favor of property taxes. We should really? have property taxes. Yeah, of course, Alex. If you if you own something that's more expensive, you should be paying more in taxes. Like, but how am I supposed to save my funds and then have that trickle down to the lower classes, Brad? Mm, it just shouldn't be paying for schools. The fact that like rich yeah, areas weird. get better better school funding is fucking insane oh oh you live in a place with uh with really cheap shitty houses okay cool well then your schools get less money that's fucked up like it's just fucked up it is really fucked up yeah um we got a newsletter from our township recently that showed like the budget for the year 2021 and where they allocated things and there was a whole essay on what they used government funding for for like the covid relief stuff and what they were using it for and basically half of it was an excuse of why they didn't use it more for medical related things and how they were going to use the money to redo uh the sewer lines instead which i was like well this is weird um but okay i guess um but it was shocking there because they had a pie chart of how much we spend and at least close to like a third if not slightly more of the money here goes to the school and it's an insane amount of money but we also live in a very nice neighborhood and it's all it also said how much is property tax versus other types of taxes and almost all of it's from property tax yeah. More than two thirds of it is, and it's a it sizable amount of money. Well, it should be though, but like, yeah. But it's unfair because I, I I could see how much we're spending on it, and I know other schools, other places in Cincinnati are nowhere near. Yeah, getting all, that much like, money. All schools should be getting like, it, yeah, they should be getting equal funding. Like it's insane. Like mm-hmm. we have a fucking like this is. I, it's crazy that like we allow things to be broken down at that level. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It should just be completely federalized. What I'm saying is communism. Huh. Think about it. Because this shit is stupid. Um, 
So there's that. So yeah, California, Florida, <laughs> uh, there's uh, there's pros All and cons. It depends on what you're doing, what your life is. Figure your shit out. I don't. I can't tell you what to do. California certainly has problems. Um, mm-hmm. Like I mean, it's in the United States. There's always problems everywhere. Um, but yeah. They, I I would listen I would suggest uh, leaving the country I would suggest going hmm. somewhere like Sweden that's what I would suggest if you're gonna move Sweden or Norway you know anywhere somewhere cold somewhere north so the north. generations after you might have a chance yeah once global warming hits hard yeah we're fucked we're fucked regardless oh by the way um, so this week uh, Joe Manchin uh, uh, killed uh, killed uh, Build Back Better who could have guessed who could have possibly guessed this would happen I'm so shocked they had such a great deal worked out yeah huh weird weird who could have guessed everyone knew everyone knew I mean, Biden was optimistic. I mean, they talked. They got, look, they compromised on pretty much everything. They cut everything in half. Uh, They shuffled things around to Manchin's liking. And then he was like, you know what? Nope, pass. Weird, weird. Now that we've separated the things I don't want from the other bill that we did pass, fuck this one. Fuck you. Joe Biden. We separated everything out. Then we said, "Hey, we'll 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 do this cool thing where we'll have to pass both of them at the same time, and we won't pass the corporate one until we pass the good one. That way, we have leverage." And then they said, "Well, actually, let's just pass the bad one first. And then Joe, and then Joe Manchin's already made a promise that he'll help pass the good one. Hmm. Well, we've given promises. away all the leverage. But we've given away all the leverage. No, no, no. It's cool. Um, Joe Manchin promised. Yeah, he's cool. a good guy. It's cool, right? I mean, granted, like, and like Joe Manchin can rot in hell. Like, fuck that mm-hmm. piece of shit. His head should be on a pike. But like, it's not like he's the only one. Like, there's True. like there's like 13 other like Democrats that definitely would have killed this if they if Joe Manchin wasn't willing to kill it. So like, he's just the one taking the blame for it. If Joe mm-hmm. Biden wanted to fight for this shit at all he could but joe biden will never fight for anything except um starting the student loans again which luckily they've pushed back till may now so so now so now so so now it's pushed off till may and right so right before the midterms so i mean if they're not idiots surely surely it'll get pushed till at least past the midterms because restarting student loans in the summer before the midterms it, like it's the only i mean it'll probably happen because it's the only it's the only thing i can imagine that would be more idiotic than what the democrats are already doing i mean there's no way they could just keep pushing it to well we'll just hold off to another six months because that's like a, a hanging axe over someone's neck of like i'm gonna have to pay all this i'm gonna have to start paying this again yeah um because i think that that's a route that i think would be realistic like they wouldn't cancel it they would just continue to just keep kicking to kick it down the road yeah which seems I, that's the best case scenario at this point because they're not going to forgive anything they promised they would they have mm-hmm. the ability to do it we know this and yeah. they're not yeah why it's not? Because they're because they because they don't want Joe Biden's the reason we can't get rid of uh, student loans through bankruptcy. Like he's mm-hmm. the one that did that. Like Joe Biden is like he's he's from fucking uh like the banker land. Like that's yeah that's he's the worst. Like that's his entire career is like supporting banks. Like they don't want to get rid of student loans. So what's gonna happen is yeah they're gonna push it down the pike. Hopefully they'll push it past the midterms. Once it's past the midterms. There's no leverage, so they'll probably start him back, um, which will be dumb because then he's going to lose to, to Donald Trump, like no doubt. The um, I was hearing on uh, various outlets that there is a loophole, and I don't know how much validity is in this, mm-hmm. of a way to get out of your student loans 
is to move out of the country and because they can't i guess take garnish your wages in a foreign country so you could if you if you can afford to move to another country yeah. and if you have a job that allows uh-huh. you to make a living in there sure. you could wait out the um i guess the extension of your loan to a certain point to where you don't have to owe it to anyone they it, get, it gets dissolved in some way but you have to move to another country and you have to stay there for like 20 or 30 years yeah. and then you can move back yeah <laughs> free of your student loans yeah with that european money or you know asian money wherever you're at yeah okay cool that's a that's a realistic thing that anyone can do no one can do that <laughs> no one could possibly do that it's insane i was talking to someone about it they're like oh no you could move to another country and i'm like what the fuck are you talking about if you are strapped with student loan debt to that no. level you have to be rich to go and establish yourself in another country it's easy to move to another country. well not easy there's a lot of obstacles to keep you from being a citizen and staying there for 20 or 30 years um yeah. but then you have to like make a good living there and you have no network no friends no connections yeah it's hard like we know i've heard stories i've read stories there's a whole bunch of op- like about people moving to another country having a hard time yeah. finding a community and a footing it's difficult yes like most people like don't leave their hometowns because like also they have lives and connections there Look, I really want to stay here, Grandma, and uh, see the uh, the younger generations of my brothers and sisters live in this hometown that we lived in. But I have three hundred to four hundred thousand dollars in student loans, and I gotta move to Norway. Sorry, start a new life. We'll be back in thirty years, maybe. Like, first of all, I just remember from you know Mike Miller just trying to move. The oh God, ordeal yeah. That that was because you have to have a certain amount of money in your bank account before they'll even take you, because obviously some country doesn't want you moving there, and then immediately you know being unable to support yourself mm-hmm. so that's before you jump through the hoops of do I have a job can I get can I work here legally can I get whatever kind of process that it takes to let me work here and become a citizen even becoming a citizen like next level and Mike Miller was already married to someone <laughs> like if you're just like I'm, I want to just try to escape my student loans like it's impossible like it cannot happen it's it's wildly impossible you're already yeah. if your student loans are such a problem that you're planning like this elaborate escape that means you don't have the money to do that that's yeah. like when the Democrats are like, well, if we pass the student loan forgiveness, that's just helping rich people. Rich kids don't have student loan debt. Yeah, they don't. Because they're rich. That thing about them being rich, yeah, maybe they took out student loans, you know, originally, but then guess what? They got help paying them back. Or their parents are paying their, like, rent. Like, whatever. I don't ca- I don't care. Like, this is the shit that, like, fucking neoliberal monsters try to do to get out of shit. It's like, well, you're actually just gonna be helping rich people. Fine. Help them. Cool. Like, I would rather... Like, help everyone else if some rich people get stuff? Cool. Fine. What does it hurt? Like, I I don't care. Also, like, Joe Biden's whole thing was he was talking... He wanted to do... Like, it wasn't as ridiculous as um, Kamala's crazy, I'll forgive student loans if you start a small business in, like, a declining area um, that's X percent people of color or whatever bullshit she was trying to push in the five (laughs) minutes she had a campaign for president where she got zero votes in her home state why she had to drop out before she got zero votes in her home state <laughs> um exchange one type of crippling debt God, it, student loans for another a business loan yeah exactly <laughs> exactly but
But like Biden's, th- Biden's plan was like, I'm gonna wipe it out for everyone like that went to like a state school, so no private schools. Which I right. mean, also like stop like fucking just like Brad. get rid of everyone's debt. But like, okay, if you want to make it just like state schools, fine. That, most most people went to state schools. There are a ton of people that have been taken advantage of by private True. schools as well. So I say get rid of all of it. But I'm I'm fine accepting. Okay, wipe out you know fifty thousand state school at least. Originally, he said at least, um, at least, uh, he got to at least 10,000, but originally he said all, like, state school debt, but people forget that part, because he walked mm-hmm. it back almost immediately. You said plan, but let's be honest, in retrospect, it was a lie. Yeah. His elaborate lie. Of course. A real lie of, yeah, I'll forgive student loan debt, all of it. No, maybe 50,000, maybe 10,000, state mean- like, nah. It's just, I was reminded today, thinking about the whole Joe Manchin thing, that, like, Barack Obama's crowning achievement was a passing Mitt Romney's healthcare plan that got, that was purely a giveaway to insurance companies. Like, it was even watered down from Mitt Romney's plan to, to help insurance companies more. Like, it was a plan where you have to buy insurance from private companies. <laughs> like, that's basically what Obama did. And then the Supreme Court was like, well, you can't force people to buy it. Um, and the public option is going to be really weak because it's really just giveaways to insurance. Like, it's stupid. Like, it's a Obamacare bullshit. Better Brad, than everyone nothing. has insurance now. Everyone has oh. health insurance. That's It's shitty, but everyone has the ability to get it. It's except, kind of expensive for poor people for sure. But the states where they choose not to do it like florida oh, yeah but and again the ones that do have it you it's still expensive <laughs> like oh yeah it's not it's not good it's ridiculously expensive. no good came of that like, it's such like such fucking haven't trash. heard about it in a long time yeah. people were adamant about reversing it haven't heard about it in years yeah because the insurance companies wouldn't want you to get rid of it because it no. just gives them more money and more power so yeah that was obama's achievement biden's achievement is passing the corporate handout, like, let's build more toll road bill. Mm-hmm. Like, it is a garbage bill because they took all the good stuff and put it in a different bill that, that Joe Manchin could kill. Like, mm-hmm. it's insane. Like, these are the fucking last two Democratic presidents. And before that's Bill fucking Clinton. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy times, friend. It's it's a it's You're a crazy, bad. weird, horrible world we live in. Yeah. 2021, guys. Cool year. Cool year. Cool it's going to heat up in 2022. Like, literally, the planet is heating up, oh, so yeah, it's, yeah, it's inevitable. Definitely. But, definitely. So, but yeah. you know, we'll be here yeah, we'll be chatting. Here. Having a good time. Guys, yeah. we'll be here. We promise this. We pr- and this isn't this isn't like some like like Joe Manchin promise or a Joe Biden no. promise. Like, this is a real promise. There's not a, a hint of a rainbow in this promise. Mm-mm. It's truth. I mean, I got to do mic stand. Thanks to Brad again. Thank you, friend. Indeed. Enjoy. A to stay gift. Um, so I'm set. Like, my space is comfortable to where I can now pod. Not that I wasn't comfortable before, but now it's like optimal. Nice. I got to get some soundproof stuff on the wall to help with some of the sound reverb, but it's fine. It's fine. It's all good. It's all good. Totally I, I, got, it's really I, great. I, I also received an amazing gift from Alex that we'll be talking about in a bit. Um, oh, well, I mean, Brad also got me this awesome thing of bougie Oreos, which my kids love Oreos. So they were like really excited about. Nice. All of them are really good, by the way. Awesome. Some of them I was like, well, how could you put like sunflower seeds on a chocolate dipped Oreo? It's fucking great. Believe me. Nice. Uh, and then that cookbook that I actually followed that guy on TikTok. Um, and he I've seen him cook some of these recipes yeah. <laughs> that are He's in the really book. Good. I'm like, this is great. Because on TikTok, as much as it's fun to watch someone make 
make something, they go a mile a minute. They have three oh, minutes yeah. to stack everything in. It's hard, I watch um, even YouTube, though it's repeating it. So. Yeah. Um, so I, I've only seen his condensed stuff, but that cookbook is awesome. Like, really cool stuff. I, yeah, and already I, outlining things that I want to make. Listen, buying a gift for Alex, I always try to aim for something practical and something that the family can enjoy. So th th those are my tent poles of trying to focus in on a gift for Alex. It's um, a solid strategy. So it's, it's the way I go. I know Alex likes a practical gift. So, it feels, so sometimes <laughs> it feels a little boring for me, but I try to make it happen when I can. Um, but no, that cookbook, like, that's a, that's a strong recommend. It's the Josh we Joshua Weissman cookbook. Um, my favorite cookbook of the, of the year. And in quarantine times, I've bought many a cookbook. And I enjoy that one very much. So... Enjoy. You vouched for the pretzels, I think, in a text yes, message. What was the other thing that you cooked? Um, oh, the uh, um, 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 Brussels sprouts. Ooh, all right, yeah. cool. Very good, very good. But it's a great book, great book. So where do you, where do you want to go from here? I mean, we have uh, uh, so much to talk about. I mean, there's things that we've watched. Indeed. Um, there was Solstice Day Merriment. Um, friends, so uh, to get away from doom and gloom of the year, uh, Solstice was Tuesday. We're recording this on the 23rd, uh, so it was a couple days ago. Mm -hmm. I had a very merry solstice. Tammy and Dan and Josie came over. We had a we had a fine time. Nice. Made made some of those pretzels. Oh, awesome. Yeah, we had a whole whole spread. It was great. I made I made uh, pfeffernus. Oh. Um, very good cookie. It's a spicy uh, German cookie. It's got the holiday spices. A little bit of cayenne for a kick. I was gonna say I haven't had a pfeffernus cookie in a long time, but I don't think I've ever had it with. Is cayenne standard in a pfeffernus? Um, I think sometimes it's it's white it's white pepper they use, but uh, I I use cayenne for just a little bit more of a kick. But it's sort of interesting. Yeah, it's got like all of your traditional you know holiday spices, um, and then just a little kick of the pepper. Um, but it's very that's good. really cool. Yeah, yeah, these are good. So holiday favorites. Yeah. So made that I made some pistachio muffins, uh, little mini muffins. Delicious. Damn. Bread. Delicious spread. It's very good. I made a mulled wine uh, with a little bit of spice brandy. Holy shit. This is a legit solstice uh, listen, gathering. Listen, I do solstice correct. Do it very correct. Uh, it's an important day of the year. I like to enjoy those holidays. That mulled wine, those pretzels. Ah, oh, it was great. Good times. Did it, what did you, out of everything that you made, which did you think turned out the best? All of these sound great. The pistachio, um, mini muffins, yeah. the pfeffernus. What was oh. your favorite thing that you made? I I think, I mean, the mulled wine's pretty solid. Uh, I think the mulled wine and the pfeffernus. I think we're the. Nice. I think we're my, we're my two personal faves. I just because like I had some I had some stuff come up during the day, um, and uh, the pretzels got a bit rushed, so mm. they weren't the they weren't my best pretzels, um, but they were very good. They were very soft, um, uh, delicious. So very good. I still got some, so gonna enjoy nice. that. Enjoy a little pretzel later, but uh, yeah, it was it was delightful. We had a great time. Just hung out. Watched, watched, you know, watched some uh, holiday classics, kind of, you know, had talked and just kind of had some like the the Rift Tracks holiday, uh, one of the Rift Tracks holiday specials playing. Um, but then, then we descended into a game, oh. um, and this was a delightful game. Alex has sent me uh, for Solstice. Uh, a true delight. Um, betrayal on the house on the betrayal at the house on the hill or hill. It's got a weird title. I honestly can't remember betrayal the name of it. Betrayal house hill. Betrayal betrayal of the betrayal at the house on the uh, betrayal hill hill house betrayal betrayed at a house on <laughs> the hill. Um, betrayal at house on the hill. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Um, Which is a political game, right? You can be Joe Manchin or Joe oh, Biden. God. <laughs> that oof. Which wow. hill am I on? I think yikes. that's a parody game. Betrayal that and would Capitol be Hill House. <laughs> um, yikes! No, this was it was a delight. I I had not played this before. I 
actually, I found out that Dan actually bought this game right before pandemic times. So he's really, yeah, they had not had a chance to play it yet, obviously, because, um, you know, up until recently, we had not been able to uh, gather to play such a game. Um, so this was our our maiden voyage in playing this, but I'm clearly, I think we'll be playing it again because it was very fun. And part of the gist of it is there are a lot of variations. Like, Mm -hmm. basically, you're exploring um, a creepy mansion, and as you're exploring, it's different every time as well, because you're building the mansion. You pull out different cards to uh, build it as you go along, and there's like three uh, levels. There's a basement, there's an upper floor, and then there's the ground floor. So you're also building it, so it's going to be different locations every time, and there's items and various things happen in different rooms, um, and your little character, you know, just goes exploring. Um, And that's what you do for about half the game, until finally... At some point, um, you 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 get to a point where a big event happens, and this is where it shifts. And at this point, this is when the actual game starts, because then basically there, one of you is a traitor, and the rest of you are trying to have another goal, and you're working cross purposes to to win. Up until this point, everybody's been working together, everything was fine, um, but then you find out who the traitor is. Um, you, well, you find out which side you're on, and there's you get like a different little book with different rules, and the trader has one thing they need to do, and then everyone else has their objective that they need to accomplish. So, what's interesting is we got, I think we got, at least from what I've seen online and stuff, I think we got one of the, the more, uh, one of the more different uh, scenarios. Um, I think there's like 50 different ones, uh, 50 different scenarios that can be played, so, and they're all wildly different. Uh, we got one where the traitor was secret, so we didn't know who the traitor was. Ooh! And, even weirder, it was very apropos because it was basically, there's an alien virus, uh, uh, and one person has the virus and they're spreading the virus. Everyone else needs us to, uh, uh, create the the antidote, um, and vaccinate everybody (laughs) to keep them from getting it, or, or, uh, use the, uh, vaccine to kill the people that have been, uh, possessed by aliens. Wow. Yeah, so uh, it was a, it was a real real COVID uh, feeling uh, scenario because <laughs> uh, it's trying to vax people and uh, yeah. So who won and who lost? Did you guys vaccinate? So here's what happened. Oh. Um. I, also because it's our first time playing, we're kind of confused. Uh, you know, we're just we're trying to figure it out. We're spending a lot of time, you know, examining rules and how things work out. So I I was I was not the traitor. So I was like, all right, well I know what I do. Tammy Dan Josie, who knows? Who knows who's the traitor? So it seemed. Um, pretty early. Dan was stuck in the basement for a while because <laughs> uh, there wasn't a way out of the basement. <laughs> oh, there was only like one way out, and it was just it was a whole thing. Uh, so he was just kind of down in the basement for a while. Josie and Tammy were up like in the lab trying to work on this vaccine. So at first I was like, oh well, clearly Dan is definitely the traitor. Uh, but it became pretty obvious that like I, Tammy and Josie were just kind of like I think Tammy was originally the traitor, and then of course she infected Josie because they were like in the same place. Mm. Um, but because they didn't really know what they were doing, they just played along as though they were trying to help make the vaccine. <laughs> so that, like, huh. I, I, so, but I, I caught on pretty quick that I was like, I don't, I think they just don't know what they're doing. <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. Well, Dan's stuck in the basement, which is good because they can't get to him. <laughs> so worst case scenario, if Dan, if, if they are infected, then Dan's safe in the basement. So I'm just letting that play out and letting them think that, fine, I think Dan is the traitor. And we're just going to keep playing with that because I don't know what, I don't know what they're up to, but I think maybe they don't know what they're doing. So cool. So I get up, I finally get up there and 
I make the vaccine. Like, I bring in the last of the stuff we need to make the vaccine. Uh, to get some roots, get to get some herbs, um, do all this stuff. Uh, make the vaccine, and I'm like, alright, I could take it myself, or I could try to give it to one of them. And I'm like, hey Josie, uh, and I checked to see if Tammy was the traitor, but she had passed the traitor token to Josie when she infected her. So when I checked Tammy, Tammy's not the carrier anymore. So oh. I have no way of knowing, so I'm like, uh, it still could be Josie. So, hey Josie, can I uh, give you this vaccine? And she's like, no, I don't want it. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool, cool, I get what's going on here. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I'll take that myself. <laughs> so now I'm vaccinated, they can't infect me. Nice. So now all they can do is kill me. Um, and my goal is to forcibly vaccinate them at this point. <laughs> Which basically means we're battling to be vaccinated. And it's like, I'm gonna fucking give you this vaccine if you like it or not. <laughs> so do you have to like roll and like beat things? Yes. Like I don't. Yeah. Okay. You, yeah, you have to roll. Um, and like your character has different like attributes. So um, when you're doing that, it's based on speed. So basically, <laughs> you're just trying to force a fucking needle into them, <laughs> and they're trying to get away. Um, and are they still together? Are you guys? Are you attacking them separately? Separately. It's one. Yeah, okay. So they moved one. off maybe to help Dan infect well, Dan. Well, no, they're, perhaps. They we're still in the same room, but like just the oh, okay. mechanics of the game. Only one person. Oh, okay. It's one at a time. Because again, I'm trying to force it on them. They're trying to get away so it's really it makes sense yeah. um so i yeah and like i'm trying to give josie the fucking vaccine and she's refusing and like we you know we roll for it and it's a tie and i'm like oh fuck what does this mean so i look at the rules i'm like oh okay well because i'm trying to force this that means we do it again <laughs> and it's like biden <laughs> says take your fucking vaccine <laughs> and i and then i give her the vaccine which kills her so one yeah. down um, so then Tammy's like, oh, fuck, I, I, gotta, I gotta figure this out. Uh, I gotta go, I gotta go find Dan. So Tammy's going to chase down Dan. Dan finally gets out of the basement. I'm like, God, I wish he could have just, wish he just stayed in the basement where it was safe. <laughs> um, but of course she gets, she gets a Dan. And so he's infected now. So now both no. of them are infected and they're coming for me. Also, Dan got a dog. It's not fair. Dan got what? a dog companion. And I was like, I fucking want that dog. Give me that dog. <laughs> um, huh. Did he just happen across it, the dog in the basement? Uh, like, he, he, he got some card where you get a dog companion, um, and so then there's a little dog token that follows you around, and it can do stuff, but, you know. Mostly that's adorable. Just, I didn't realize around. there was a dog mechanic. Yeah. That's great. So I was already against Dan slightly from the beginning, just because like I was mad <laughs> that he had a dog and I didn't, because it's not fair. It's my game. I should get the dog. Um, <laughs> but also, you can't give the dog away or leave it, and I was like, all right, well, if Dan gets infected, I'm going to kill him and take his dog. Cool. So... I'm like, all right, well, let's let's do this. So then uh, uh, we get into battle, and I'm like, all right, Dan, time to take your fucking vaccine. Yet again, we get a tie, and we have to do it again. I vaccinate him. He's dead. I'm going to take that dog. But then Tammy comes in to, to fight, because, like, again, it's like, I got to vaccinate her, or she's going to kill me. She yeah. fights me. I somehow survive. Okay. And then we got a battle for the vaccine. So I finally, I finally kill everyone else off with the vaccine to to win the game. Wow! <sighs> you save the world. Save the and world. That dog. Save the world. And that dog. The dog is mine in the end. True, true, braveheart hero. <laughs> I mean, I had to kill everybody else to keep from getting the keeping the disease in check. But uh, no, Mr. COVID did not win. Wow, that sounds like an awesome 
we play session. Yeah, it was good. The the cool thing about that game, I've played I've played it once, or I played maybe its predecessor because I think it's evolved a little bit uh, since the one because I played it a long time ago. Um, or again, maybe its predecessor. Similar thing. We were in a house and we were exploring, and some of us got stuck in the basement. And I think there was some sort of like cult thing that was trying to resurrect some god or something. And we barely won, and like not all of us survived to the end. Nice. Um, and it was one of those where I think it was also secret of who was the person. Uh, and good, yeah, like it was sad because I think there was like a revolt. There was a door that someone couldn't get past. Like you had to like I don't know if this was the situation Dan was in, but it was like one way ish. And Ooh. all of us were able to get out eventually um, and defend ourselves to get out, but one person had to be left behind because they just couldn't. So <laughs> nice. they died. <laughs> wow. Then um, it was, uh, yeah, like down to the wire. I think it was like a one roll, and it was just like maybe two over what they needed mm. to, to get out and win. But um, it was awesome. Like it was something I remembered so, at least for like the feeling of it, and maybe not all the details. Like this is cool. And like all of us kind of figuring out, well, what's going on? Well, it says here in the book, this is the scenario we've been. And we're like, what? This is crazy. And then the, the betrayal, which is an element I didn't know going in could even be possible. So I, 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 I hope you guys play it more. I hope you get a lot of enjoyment out of it. Indeed. Um, Much thanks. Because it's, yeah, I can't wait to hear more of the uh, the scenarios that play out. It's it's a it's a real goodie. I'm I'm yeah I, I enjoyed it a lot. I think I think I'll definitely be playing it again. It was a lot of fun, um, especially once because in my place also we're we're very cramped in space and I didn't have a like a full table to set it up on. So we're kind of on this. I've got like a long like um uh sort of a a, a bench uh a footstool situation, uh, which was a solstice gift from you in the past. Uh, oh yeah. Um and we were using that as our playing space, which is not quite large enough to really make it work. So uh, hopefully you know next time. Uh, we'll, we'll play on a proper table and have space to make that work because it, it you do start building out and it gets pretty pretty wild uh, but no it, it, great great fun much thanks again um, Alex also sent me a couple of books that I'm very excited about um, I think we may have to have a book review episode in the near future um, just knock out some some book reviews because I'm very very excited to get into these um, especially there's one that's um I what is it um uh, looking for the good war that's sort of about the the whole mythology of world war ii being and how it's just sort of ridiculous you know that we we've created this idea that world war ii was some you know good war i mean i i understand the mythology that like of of modern wars it's like probably overall the most justifiable in mm -hmm. which that you know the nazis were bad and it's good that we stopped them True. but that doesn't really describe our especially the united states's interaction in world war ii anything we did because most of our stuff was in the pacific theater yeah, which, which is, is Japan, and they were just allied with yeah. Germany. They weren't necessarily; yeah. they were just two people. And we were, two the fronts. way we were, the way we got into it, the way we were angling for it—it's all bullshit. And obviously, dropping the fucking nukes was uh, yeah. the greatest war crime in history. So yeah, uh, but for some reason, we still pretend that we're heroes. And but I'm very excited yeah. to get into this book. So I'm I'm very excited that. And then there's one on um, the history of uh, of work in America and. Um, you know, just labor relations in general. So, uh, future book reports, I think, because I've, I've got a, I got a stack of book reports that uh, have not been filed properly with the podcast. <laughs> we look forward to that's something to look forward to in 2022. Book reports, indeed. Return of book reports. Some we'll, we'll do a casual book report episode. Nice, very nice. 
Indeed, indeed. So, uh, how was your solstice? What how, what did you do? What treats did you uh, make nothing. for the solstice, friend? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> uh, my my children knew that the solstice was happening because I talk about it. Obviously, um, their preferred holiday is still Christmas, but on solstice. Um, the elf on Elf on the Shelf moved, so that was fun. I don't remember what it did, but we woke up to find it doing something. It was the last day of school nice. for Joey, so he's like, this is great. And he knew it was the solstice was his last day, and he also knew all the stuff, like it's the longest night of the year. And I've also installed that into my daughter, just like, hey, it's the solstice, just so you know, this is like the, the longest night for the northern hemisphere of the year. Weirdly, we're closer to the sun than further. She's like, okay. She doesn't fully get all of that yet, but I have explained to her how it works, that the sun... That we actually turn and orbit the sun. She's like, okay. Like, she, we get, like, props. I've explained it to her. She's like, okay. And she gets it. Like, she'll regurgitate information to me about just, like, confirming. So, so we move? The sun doesn't move? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Nice. <laughs> the sun went down. But I know it didn't go down. I know we just turned, Dad. But the sun went down. Because she's still getting used to, like, the, the common mm-hmm. nomenclatures of reality and, like, what, what we say versus what is real. So she knew it was the longest night and that she was kind of like, ooh, like just kind of like, oh, the dark time will be. And I was like, the solstice in the summer will be the longest day. She's looking forward to that. But other than that, I think we didn't do too much. I think um, once the kids went to sleep, uh, Emily and I watched either like one of the last episodes of Ted Lasso season two. I don't remember if we finished it on the Tuesday or the Wednesday, but we did. And again, Ted Lasso is a stand up awesome show. And it gets there's some. Um, some people think the second season is weaker. Um, they're wrong. It evolves into a show that surpasses the sum of its parts. The first season is great. It's like, oh, this is a fun show. Second season is, wow, writers, you're like, you're able to stretch and do some fun stuff. Good for you. Like, this doesn't normally get to happen. And it, it transcends what it originally did in season one. It's great. Cannot recommend it enough. Interesting character development. But I'll, I'll save that for you guys when you watch it. Like, And that, I think that was it. That was all for Solstice. I, I worked. So, I mean, <laughs> it wasn't... I didn't have that uh, fun uh, week. Was that... You'd already started your, your two weeks at that oh, yeah. point, right? Yeah. My, 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 yeah. 17th was my first day of being unemployed. So, this was the day before my last day of working for 2021. <sighs> and um, it was just super busy trying to get things done for my absence. No one's going to be there in the next two weeks anyway, so I don't know why there was such a hurry, but, what you know, it's what it is. Sure, sure, sure. And that was it. Nice. What, what else have you been watching? What's the, what's happening? What's, you've been watching some Ted Lasso. What else is on the agenda? So, I gave Hawkeye a try. Okay, I'm planning on watching it tomorrow, I think. Okay, so I watched the first episode. I was distracted while I was watching it. It was okay. I haven't returned to it because there's other things popping off that is, is more interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And it's Hawkeye. But I, I thought what it was was service. So I was like, okay, yeah, this is fine. Um, I, I guess I'll return to it. Um, but again, it's it's what it is. I, I haven't seen Spider-Man No Way Home yet, which mm-hmm. I, I really want to. And I'll probably try to find a time to go see it next week it's very good. in the theater. But as far as like Marvel stuff, that's what I want to see. A Hawkeye is a... <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's what it is. It's Hawkeye. I, I'll say this about about Spider-Man. Um, it was it was a delight. I saw that my first day of not having a job. Uh, we went to an 11:30 showing. Um, Just loafing around, unemployed down there. Indeed, there was a there was a lot of people in the theater. It was very weird. Um, like we sat close to the front, so we had some space, but still very strange. And also like a real real nerd crowd. There was like a lot of cheering, a lot of excitement over uh, over uh, um, you know recognizing things. Careful. So I don't care about spoilers, but I know you're very sensitive not, yeah. to other people for sure. Yeah, I, I no, I'm not gonna spoil anything. But like people just like get real excited about like any slight reference, like our reveal, like oh, 
He's like, all right, calm down, fucking weirdos. Like, what's wrong with you people? I wish it was like the smallest thing. Like on a wall, there's like a poster of something that says, like, that's totally just like a random, ah, just like, okay. It's, again, it's a Marvel movie. It's not, there's not a lot of subtlety anywhere. No. It's like, oh, I know that character. Hmm, I remember him. Oh. Okay, cool. Cool. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's a, it's a very fun movie. I liked it a lot. Um, solid, solid Marvel movie. I think probably best one in a while. So high wow. marks. High marks. High marks. Cool. Well, then, yeah, I definitely have to go see it next yeah, week. Definitely. Definitely. Very enjoyable. One of those off-hour matinees or something. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's new American accent is better. Oh. It's clearly a different accent than he's been doing in the past, but it's it's better. Well, he's like a wizard. So, I mean, he's got magic. So, I guess in theory, in, in the canon of the universe, he can change his voice at will. Like, Except in the first movie, he was already talking like that. It's yeah, me, it was weird. Dr. Strain, Dormammu, I've come to make a bargain. <laughs> Hello. What's up with your voice? I, what do you mean? Even, I'm an American. Even, I'm a doctor. Dormammu even knew something was up. And it's just like, okay, okay, I get the time loop thing. I get it. What's up with your fucking voice, though, Doc? What do you mean? <laughs> I am a doctor. I am a surgeon from America. All right. I live in New York City. <laughs> okay. What was Dormammu? Was he like a demon or like... He wasn't a celestial, was he or something? No, no, I don't he's, remember. No, he's, he's like an interdimensional demon-y thing. Okay. One of those. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. But no. It's good, what it is. Ah. Good movie. Highly recommend. So Sweet. Don't, sl- don't sleep on it. Um, The thing, and I and I know you've watched this as well, is crazy is I watched... Uh, I watched... I watched Spider-Man, which, as we all know, deals with some interdimensional situations. Mm-hmm. And then that night, I watched the new episode of Riverdale. I'm sorry, Riverdale. Oh, yeah. I mean, Riverdale? I mean, Rivervale. Um, which got all kinds of alternate universe. Um, Alex, your thoughts? So, as listeners of the podcast know, Brad has been giving us the Rivervale report for a few weeks now, and I've always said, you know what, I should jump back into this because this sounds super fun. So, the other day I thought, you know what, I'll just jump into this, why not? And it happened to be the last episode of Rivervale, unfortunately, or fortunately, and it was zany because all the things Brad's been telling us is all the, uh, I guess, the, the preamble I needed. And the way that they did the beginning, where everyone was kind of like waking up like, wow, I had this weird dream about this episode, like, the, what was contained in these people dying. I know, strange, right? I had the strangest dream about his body swapping, Grandma. Weird, right? And it's just like, and we got Jughead and multiple Jugheads coming out. Uh, to me, I was just the whole time, I was expecting to kind of like casually watch it, like right. no big deal, be on the background. I was like, I can't. We're not, two Reggies? Reggie's back? <laughs> like they brought, so they brought back the first actor that played Reggie before they recast yeah. him. And we had two Reggies. Like, and this was, this was the kookiest episode. <laughs> like, yeah. they've all been kooky, but this is like, this is full, we're leaning in kooky town because it's the multiple dimensions are crashing in on each other and Jughead has to fucking do an interdimensional scheme to keep the universes from destroying each other. Like, characters that had died previously are back. Dilton Doily's back, and he's oh, yeah. trying to Everyone's destroy back. the universes. It's wild. Archie's dad, not back, but they do show him, and I guess previous they, footage. Yeah, they digibridged, like, Luke Perry. Which... You know, as uncomfortable that is for someone to be dead and us do that. Still, for the sake of Riverdale, I was like, okay, 
I'm glad they didn't, like, actually bring him back, that it was just Archie's imagination of, like, he could come back, like, his wishful thinking, his longing. Yeah. Because it would have been weird if he came back. Like, you can't digibridge to that level. I can can take fantasy in his head. For TV, we we shouldn't be digibridging to that level. Like, we can barely do it sometimes in movies where we digibridge an actor. But, like, if we brought, like, uh, seeing Luke Perry, like, even in, like, a dream sequence, like, at Archie's wedding, like, as a fantasy, but he doesn't talk, like, I still feel that's, like... That's real close to the line of being like, I don't know if we need to be doing this for the Archie TV show on the CW. Like, this man died. But to me, it raised the stakes. Because I I didn't want to see the dead man be resurrected through Digibridge. I was like, ah! To to me, it it was like, they're not going to fucking do this, are they? Jughead, please, intervene. Someone help. And thankfully, they did. I mean, it worked for the episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's very strange. Like, so... Does Luke Perry's, like, estate get money for that? Because they're using his likeness. Can they do that? I really want to know what the what the legal ramifications of that are. So, all bets are off. I honestly don't know. No. Because, so I, I also watched the new Matrix movie recently, and there was a whole stuff leading up to it. They also did, like, a, a Matrix video game that uses a new engine. I think it's the new Unreal Engine, Unreal 5. And I, I watched a whole well, half of a special about them doing that. Um, and them basically having digital versions. They they intersplice live action with the digital, and it's really hard to tell sometimes, like, what is what and mm-hmm. isn't. And in that, I know, uh, so apparently Keanu Reeves was scanned completely by um, someone back in the long, long ago when they did the first Matrix movies. And apparently Warner Brothers owned it, or someone else owned it, and they had to get the rights from them. Keanu did not. So, or maybe he did? I honestly don't remember. There was a huge to-do about getting that for this game and the movie so they could do OG, I guess, Keanu in that time. Right. So I don't know who owned the digital property rights to him. I would hope it was his estate and that they get money from it. Yeah, I mean, I think in that scenario, it's just the fact that they're probably using the original scan data. So it's really just Mm -hmm. who owns that data in the Matrix situation. But I mean, like, but if you're creating, like, if you're currently creating your own data based on archival footage, Hmm. like... I, I think I, that's my that's the question because I I don't because it is obviously they're probably making it from footage they have mm-hmm. um, but I just wonder like in the case that an actor is deceased and you're using archival footage but in a way that's putting them in a new scene does that does that require a payout? I mean, do you just do even like a small payout just to sort of uh, let's not even get into those waters of legal murkiness? Like, yeah. I think that's I, I would... think that's probably the way you go if you're just like the studio. Like, let's just give them something just to make sure we're not going to have legal problems from this. Yeah, because it looks Send real them some bad. mailbox money and a fruit basket. Yeah, yeah. Don't watch this episode of Riverdale. Know that your dad is in it, kind of, but uh, don't watch it if it, it might bring up some yeah. here. Yeah. Here's a token of our appreciation. I hope that they did at least that. I mean, who knows what the like, legality I, Yeah, was. and I, I feel like, you know, especially the way they, they, they did, like, the episode, like, with Ida, I feel like they've been respectful, you know, to the actor oh, that was yeah. a big part of their show. So, I, I but, you know, capitalism's a monster, so... The thing that I really liked about this episode, in the spirit of how they made this episode, 
for them to be able to bring these people back that were had left the show or had been killed in the first season and maybe came back randomly, they would have to have a spirit, at least in the production, that would, I would say, lead me to believe that they treated uh, the estate of Luke Perry correctly, uh, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Unless they just threw tons of money at OG Reggie and he's like, I can't not do this. I mean, come on. Yeah. I do love how it was just a zany episode, and I love how everyone kind of rolled with it. Of course, the Blossom Boy's back. Of course, there's two Reggies. And I love how they bring it up before it happens with the comic books, because Jughead has a whole collection of River Riverdale comic books that are supposed to be like, is this like the mirror universe to ours or the parallel universe? And they ask, what's up? Reggie says, why are there two different versions of me? What do you mean? I'm drawn completely different in these comics versus these. What's up with that? Oh, another Reggie? And I it's love that great. Veronica was with Reggie and was like, wait a minute, there's two Reggies. Veronica tried to have a threesome with the two Reggies. <laughs> which And they wouldn't have it. Uh, yeah, that's bullshit. Like That is total bullshit. Like, there should have been a threesome with the two Reggies. You talk about the Luke Perry stuff and how, look, that completely goes against everything we know about Reggies to begin with. Yeah. Of course they would be game for that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, come on. Oh, stupid. It was stupid. However, it, all of it was done and fun and good. Like, it was just a good episode. Yeah, no, it was it was a delight. I enjoyed it. So, I mean, so I guess we're back to regular Riverdale. Um, because at the end of the episode, um, there, you know, as we left last season, there was the bomb under Archie's mm-hmm. bed. But Jughead from the parallel universe that he's controlling through being a great writer, which, by the way, the great, the wackiest thing in Riverdale is expecting you to believe that Jughead's a good writer. Because I'm mm-hmm. not buying it. I will never buy it. I will never <laughs> believe it. But... Whatever. Uh, Because Jughead's writing is keeping the universes separate by writing the parallel universe in that universe. But he makes a phone call into the regular Riverdale universe to warn Betty, hey, there's a bomb. You got to get out of there. So that's where we left uh, the episode. And I guess that's how they're going to not be killed by the bomb. (laughs) <laughs> Weird. I think mean, it's better. To me, that was tied up better than it, it could have been. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, I'm like, all right, if I'm believing about, you know, the afterlife or the purgatory that is Pop's Diner, where all these people go in this parallel in Rivervale, if I'm buying into any of this, this is probably the best way this could have been handled. Sure. And it was fun. Yeah. I, I, no. I, I kind of want to go back and watch the other episodes just to see what led up to oh, it yeah. because of the it's very good. the other fun stuff. Yeah, I, I, I enjoy it. This has been a great season. I'm just I'm sad that we're not in wacky territory of Riverdale anymore because <laughs> it was so much fun. I mean, it's the wackiest show ever. I'm sure it'll still be wacky, but it'll be wacky in a different way. Oh yeah, this is its final season, right? I'm not sure. I don't think hmm. they've announced it. I don't. Who knows? Who knows? Um, something else I watched recently was the new Matrix movie, which I just mentioned, and it was interesting. I, I, I know a lot of people had strong feelings about the Matrix movies and, like, the sequels. Some people didn't get on the Matrix train, and that's cool. This new movie was begrudgingly made, apparently, by one of the Wachowskis, because Warner Brothers came to them and said, Hey, we have the rights to do this. We're just going to do it without you if you don't want to do it. We need a Matrix sequel. And... Uh, the Wachowskis were like, no, we don't want to make this. All right, we're going to do it without you. So one of them decided, look, I'll go in there. I'd rather us do it than someone else. Let's do this. So they worked that into the movie. Hmm. Um, that is part of the plot, Brad. I don't know if Ooh. you care about the plot to Matrix or not or what has it. And it's So a couple of weeks ago when I found out this new Matrix was happening, um, because I was not aware, <laughs> um, I was like, well, maybe I should watch the Matrix movies. Because, again, I watched the first Matrix movie, didn't like it, and never watched the others. Like, I com- hmm. like Matrix completely passed me by. I was like, no, thank you. 
Um, saw that first one, didn't care for it. And then I downloaded them, I was like, maybe I should watch the Matrix movies and get back in. And I was like, I still haven't. And I'm like, you know what? I think I probably made the right call in 1999. <laughs> See, I, I watched all the Matrix movies and even some of the extended stuff. Mm-hmm. I didn't play the video game, which also like, tied into the property or the story. And I enjoyed it for what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't like the second and third one because it starts getting... I, some people just couldn't suspend their disbelief or just weren't ready for... And that's fine. There are parts of the third and second one that I don't like. But I still think that the first and second one are pretty solid for what they are, like science fiction. When they're trying to like overthrow this mo- I, these, these robots that are controlling people, using them as an energy source because there was a big war. The lore of The Matrix is actually fascinating uh, from a science fiction standpoint, if you're into that. So anyway, in, in, in the course of the first three movies, we find out that everything was a system of control to keep this power source for the robots. They To keep people in this kind of like limbo uh, virtual world, they have to make this system where there's someone who will eventually um, realize that it's not real and then talk to the robots of like, hey look, let's be real here. We gotta have energy. We both fucked up the planet enough to where we can't get it from the sun. You're a power source. We're keeping you incubated and having you relive like certain parts of like the best parts of humanity. We're all benefiting. Why would we fuck this up? So the, basically the Matrix movies is that they fuck it up. Like Keanu Reeves' character is like, no, I, I, I think it's wrong to keep people in this kind of suspended animation stuff and you use them for energy. They they need to know the truth. So a lot of the philosoph- ph- philosophical stuff about it is fun and neat. Um, a lot of navel gazing. And, you know, admittedly, I it's what it is. And at the end of it, the third movie, there's a piece that's like, all right, the robot said, we'll let people know that they're living in a simulation, but will you at least let them make a choice once they know this of whether they want to stay in or not? And then we'll let you people, we'll let other humans do their thing. We'll leave you alone um, and we'll see what happens. So fourth movie, also Keanu Reeves and uh, Trinity, the character die to make this happen. Cool. Fourth movie comes around. Keanu's back. He's living his life. He's a computer programmer. The first three movies are actually video games that he made. Um, immersive video games, and everyone knows about them. They're like, wow, this is great. And he's been asked by Warner Brothers, this is in the in the movie, to make a sequel. And he's like, why would we make a sequel to this? Like, like I said I was done with it. If we don't do it, Warner Brothers is going to do it anyway. So there's a whole scene of him workshopping ideas for a fourth Matrix in the movie. And it's just the worst. Like, the worst ideas are coming out. And this is obviously the Wachowskis getting back at, or the one Wachowski sister getting back at Warner Brothers, making them look kind of like the villain. They're not. Um, the things that I'm disappointed in as someone who enjoyed The Matrix are is the fight choreography. Nowhere near as good. Nowhere near as good. Is that because the actors are older? Maybe. The story is fine. And I know they were trying to do... A lot of the Matrix stuff got, co- got co-opted by... Uh, far uh, like hardcore right wingers to be like the red pill blue pill and after this fourth movie it is quite clear that the Wachowskis obviously were not on board for that Um, oh really the Wachowski sisters uh, were not not uh, big on that are they yeah, not big at all. Um, ultimately, it ends on a happy note. The third movie and all the stuff were like, eh. I, long story short, they brought the... Eh, the robots had like a war that was separate from the humans because they, enough humans wanted to leave that they didn't have the same amount of energy, so they were fighting it. Now robots and humans live kind of in... Some of them live in harmony, and that's like the future. They kept Neo and uh, Trinity alive to help with the Matrix that was left behind for some reason. 
in all, it ends with um, Trinity and Neo waking up again and getting their lives back, and they decide, okay, look, robots having the Matrix is not a good idea, because apparently um, the robots realized with a lower amount of people, if they essentially tortured people, if they kept them on uh, the, the pinpoint edge of, if I don't anxiety basically the, the the modern corporate world i have to work to survive and that fear and that uncertainty apparently allows us incubated to create more energy for the robot so they're like cool the best way to keep humans um making more energy with a limited number is to basically kill them through capitalism cool they aren't you aren't into this uh, they, they fix it. Humans and robots come to an understanding if you cannot torture people to get more energy from them, actually robots, instead of you handling the Matrix, humans will handle the Matrix. So that's where Neo and Trinity at the end, they're like, we are the ones that are going to do this from now on. Fuck your capitalism bullshit. I know it makes more energy for the robots, but fuck that. And the robots are like, alright, you got us. Obviously we fucked up, but we need energy and we can't find a way to do it without torturing people. And robots and humans live in harmony and people can either decide to stay in the simulation or not, but if they do, it's a better world for them than it was before and that's how they end which i think is a fine point i it's it's okay it goes a mile a minute there's some neat science fiction stuff rolled in it's really forced it, 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 but it's still fun i mean if you like the matrix you might be into it it's a nice ending for it where the third movie maybe wasn't all right nice yeah it's what it is I do like, I do appreciate the, well, fuck capitalism kind of aspect to it. And also fuck the corporations making us, you can't make another Matrix movie. Like they, they button it to a point where it's like, no, it would be absolutely stupid to make another one, which I also appreciate. Other than that, I think I've just been watching like Hallmark movies, which are just more ridiculous as they go by. Sure. And then um, The Witcher came back, which is just like a fantasy thing. And I give them props for completely deviating from the books because the books are borderline horrible once they get to the end so they're just completely doing their own story which is good nice i i've downloaded a couple movies that i haven't had a chance to watch yet um that i'm very excited about one of them is the reenactment i think Ooh, i think it's a think I've... sort of a horror comedy movie a film crew working on an unsolved mysteries type show in the mid 90s gets more than they bargained for when they arrived in a abandoned house only to find it might not be abandoned after all Ooh. i just like the idea of like an unsolved mysteries where there's actual spooks that is cool, and I think Tony Todd is the uh, is the uh, Robert Stack host character. So, oh, nice! I'm excited about that. Um, and another one I've downloaded is uh, Red Snow. Uh, a struggling vampire romance novelist must defend herself against real life vampires during Christmas in Lake Tahoe. So, don't know if they're going to be any good, but uh, hopefully, I'll get to watch those soon. Nice. Oh, the other thing I was watching was Discovery, which we talked about I think on the last podcast, nice. and we can talk more about it at some point, I guess. Um, but it's a fun time. Yeah. I'm enjoying that. It's a good season. I'm enjoying it. It's it's fine. It's it's I I finally feels okay that they're in the crazy far future. Like it's oh, starting yeah. to. But that that transporting all the time, that blipping around, is still real weird to me. But I do like how it's a flex now. Yeah. Oh, and the negotiations aren't going like we thought. Well, guess what? Bam. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> so good. So good. <laughs> like, I'm no. Really- 
But it, you have to wonder what toll it takes on the workforce because there is no slacking on the bridge now. The captain could vamp in at any oh, moment. Oh, God. Like, the worst. There's no small talk with Wesley and, and Data. Worf can't just be like, uh, try to do, like, can't just hang out. Like, those those days are gone. There is no yeah. turbo lift. I mean, there no. are turbo lifts, but it's really just vloop. Hey, how's God. everybody doing up here? Captain, nice to see you. Just constantly sh- switching tabs. Uh. <laughs> But are they? I guess maybe in the future they're just like cool. Like they understand that that is something that they could just warp, like teleport into. I don't know. I, listen, I refuse to believe that there's a future where people aren't killing time at their job. Like no matter, like it doesn't matter if you if you're if you're doing your job for for capitalism or if you're doing your job for enrichment and and exploring. You're still gonna be screwing around and wasting time on your job. Trust. Hmm. As a person that just finished uh, their last two weeks at a job. Um, um, a lot of, lot of killing time, a lot of killing time there, especially at the end when like there was nothing left for me to do, but I still had to be there for some reason. Yeah. Um, I will say that I, I do have hope because of the personal shield that they have sometimes and then, and that was shown in an episode where it's like, hey, look guys, hold up. I need to talk privately with someone. I hate that. That's the worst. What do you mean? Like, everyone needs private space, yeah, right? I, I, yeah, I just, like, but the idea, like, um, I, yeah, put me in that personal bubble. First of all, it feels like Get Smart when they would go under the the big dome thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because there's just a big bubble around you, but no one can hear you talking. But I'm like, all right, what about lip readers? <laughs> like, people can still <laughs> Telepaths see. Telepaths could also, yeah. unless we got bubbles, like, really. I'm like, I, I don't know about this. Like, okay, like, because it's like, yeah, pri- pri- I think a private channel, a private channel. And then there's just a bubble around you where people can't hear shit. But, like, there's people just, like, watching out of the corner of their eye, like, trying huh? to read your lips. Oh. Like, oh, what's they saying? Oh, okay. She's saying, uh-huh. she's saying something about something. I don't know. Something about, like, her mom or something? I don't know. It's weird. Transcribing everything they can read just to, yeah. to everyone on the bridge. Like, hmm, just so you know. And I guess it depends on how that also was done. Because if you're doing private channel lip reading, sure. If you're, like, hey, I need to speak two minutes in the bubble. That's just embarrassing. Oh, and that's it. Uh, yeah, that's that's demeaning. Oh no, bubble time! You're just, you're just seeing somebody get like mm. talked down to in a bubble. Mm. Fuck. Hey, um, when I blipped onto the bridge, um, I saw that you were looking at IMDb when you were supposed to be scanning uh, planets. I understand that you have an interest in ancient Earth movies, but I don't. I don't want you. You're supposed to be scanning planets, all right? You don't need to be looking uh, to see who was featured in in uh, um, the Emmanuel Lewis Mr. T Christmas special, all right? Like, it's just not. Well, I mean, this is not how you should be using your time. Look, I understand. I hear you. And I mean, some of us would say in an objective way, um, isn't looking at IMDb in the past, scanning Earth from the past. So I was technically on task. It's just an okay. I want way. you scanning planets using the ship's um, sensor array, not reading shit about Earth in the 1900s. Just to be clear, if I had done it through an elaborate use of the sensor array, it would have been fine. You know what? Bloop. <laughs> Ouch. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Getting traded from Discovery to like a low rent ship or position. Oh, can you beam out of a privacy bubble? <laughs> that I don't know. I guess it depends on the dynamics of the privacy and, bubble. And like, we don't in know. In that case, are you just like left like alone in your privacy bubble? And it's like you're just like cursing, and everyone sees you cursing, but like they can't hear you. It's just like. Oh wow, he's really he's really angry. Oh, at I didn't get all that, but I can tell you. I, I, you know, I couldn't hear what he was saying, but I think he was pretty pissed off. 
Who can you leave the privacy bubble if you don't start it? Like, could it be like a weird timeout? Oh, thing? like you're stuck in it because like they, yeah. they they started it and like they have to come back to turn it off. I don't think that would last. Like, you would not be a favorite captain or oh, a lieutenant or worse. commander if you did that. You're in a you're in a privacy bubble timeout, <laughs> just waving frantically. <laughs> People like not making eye contact. Like, I'm so sorry, but I gotta. Somebody turn uh... this off. Somebody turn off the privacy bubble. I would, but I can't. Captain, could this you could you, could you please turn off Lieutenant Alex's privacy bubble? <laughs> you left him trapped in here, and he's just screaming, and no one can hear him. I'll let him out when he's when he's ready to to, to stop using the sensor array for his own private <laughs> uh, lollygagging, like his own info. <laughs> oh. The only other thing I want to say about Discovery mm-hmm. is the episode where Tilly has to babysit the cadets to go on their away mission and they go to that planet mm-hmm. and they just can't get along because she just can't reach these kids to just like talk to each other. But I love the moment when they're on the snowy plane trying to get to an elevation or somewhere where they can get a comms out to talk to someone to come rescue them. And there's the monsters that are like running at like the indigenous life just trying to get a snack. Mm-hmm. But I love that they take time, the monsters, uh, to not like find and eat them just to give those kids enough time to get to just stop what they're doing until he's like stop everyone stop i i don't know why they cut out the footage where she looks at the monsters in distance like she puts a hand up and they just like knowingly nod like all right so that the kids can talk about their differences (laughs) and what it's like (laughs) to be an alien on another planet in an age where they couldn't you know see other planets and cultures off their own planet because of the dilithium shortage because of the burn and then they're allowed that time and they they're allowed to be like you know what maybe we're not all that different and they all kind of look and I, again the, the second where Tilly could have looked over and they're like okay come on and the monsters are like alright did they do no. it? cool because no. no. I love it I like I was there for it I just kind of wish they'd left that in so it would have been a more uh, yeah, like, I, okay, I, I understand yeah. now then we could see the other side of the monsters. I think that's a really yeah. that would be really important. The monsters are like, yeah, I'm hungry to eat these creatures, these little tiny creature people. But like, also, I I really want them to like have some like character development and growth. Yeah. When the one kid, we realized that his dad and or his parents were killed um, for speaking out against the Emerald Chain mm-hmm. for the horrible treatment they were of like other race, like other species of creatures. And the one guy has been hard on him the whole time because he thought he was part of it and didn't even realize his dad was part of the resistance and killed. Like if I had just seen the monsters look at each other like, oh my fucking, like, and just like touch their, where their hearts are, just like, oh, I fight, no. <laughs> wow, Borlox. You know, these, these tiny little creatures, they have a lot they could learn from each other when they finally start listening. Very... Well, what are we going to learn from this? Uh, oh, I hate when our lunch decides to talk to each other. You Fuck. Know, I, personally, I like it. I like seeing our lunch learn a lesson before we eat it. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that it's more nourishing for me overall, right? It, it nourishes our bodies, but also our souls. Mm, there you go. I think they're done now. I think we can start. <laughs> well, let's start eating them. All right, let's go. I feel like all, I mean, all Star Trek monsters should be voiced over as Jim Henson creatures. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wasn't that that one sci-fi show that had a oh, creature shop? Yeah, Farscape? Was that, was that Farscape? Farscape? Couldn't think of the name of it. That yeah. was basically that. Because they would have moments like that where I guess aliens would talk in a weird, morbid way and like weird stuff would happen. I don't know. I never watched that. I, but like the commercials were enough for me. I was like, I don't know about this shit. This looks a Farscape this looks was fucking too weird. weird. Too weird. <laughs> I think I marathoned part of it in the last 10 years at some point because it was on Netflix and thought, wow, this was actually better than I thought it would be. But I don't think I finished it. Oh. It was super weird. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, oh, update. 
Um, do you remember the last TNT episode we watched where Mr. T murdered a man? Oh, yeah. So, the guy that he murdered, um, Mr. T now, um, sorry, TNT is definitely canonically in Seacouver now. Um, because it turns out that guy didn't die because he showed up to be a villain in an episode of Highlander. Whoa. Yeah. Where he was a racist cop. Huh. But also an evil watcher. It was complicated. Um, but, uh, so do you think that episode predates? Like, is it a prequel or a oh, sequel yeah, no, it's to a prequel. episode of TV? It's a prequel. Okay. Um, because it, it, this, the Highlander episode was later. Um, but I was like, who is that creepy guy? Because he's got a creepy mustache in the Highlander episode. Hmm. Um, but it's the same actor. Um, and in the end, uh, they kill him. So he dies again. Um, this time, he doesn't get thrown down the stairs. He uh, falls off a boat. So, into the okay. ocean. But this guy just dies in Seacouver. So... But not an immortal. He's a watcher or whatever. Correct, correct. He's not immortal. But I definitely <laughs> now, Mr. T is, um, TNT is canonically in the same universe as Highlander. That's good to know. Like, I actually appreciate that they give us that. I mean, I wish they had given us it directly in the show. Mm-hmm. But it's nice to know that just a roundabout way, like a wink. Hey, yeah. guess what? Your suspicions are correct. Now I'm excited to see if, if uh, Mr. T will show up in an episode of Highlander, because I mean, he should. <laughs> yeah. I wish Mr. T showed up in more shows. Agreed. Uh, when, when do we want to get back to watching Mr. T? I mean, I know 2022 is a big, wonderful time, and mm. who knows what the future brings, Lawgiver, but I would be game to watch some more episodes of TNT. I oh, mean, yeah. inevitably, we'll watch more episodes yeah, of TNT no, in 2022. Think, yeah, I was, if, if we hadn't decided to do casual today, I was going to suggest we do TNT. So I think next episode, I, I think, um, Sweet. you know, unless there's anything else that jumps out at us, you know, if there's a, you know, we've been on holiday times, so we've been away from TNT for a bit, but I, no, I think, I think we're ready to get back to TNT. Yeah. I've missed it. Alex, speaking of things we've watched, a lot of movies, you know, a lot of movies this year. Um, I thought it would be nice to look over some of the, the finest films of the year. But let's look at them through everyone's favorite game, the Bing Translator game. Ooh, nice. Alex, I spent about 30 minutes this morning very concerned because I was trying to translate these and like it was translator was too good because I forgot that we used the Bing Translator, not the Google Translator. Google <laughs> Translator, I was like, I can't get this even slightly off. Like, I know I need to run this through a couple of different languages, but like it's still coming back, correct? I was like, I don't know what to do. And I was like, wait, I'm not supposed to be using Google Translator. I'm supposed to use the Bing Translator. <laughs> the yeah. far less accurate Bing Translator. And then we got some gold. Are they even still working on the Bing Translator? Like, I feel like they were just like, you know what? This is good enough. I mean, is anyone still working on Bing? Like, Now that's a better question. Like, I, a lot of questions. So, Alex, I got some movies. There's a couple of these that I even pulled in two translations for. So... Uh, because like it, it was just so kooky that I was like I I, I got to pull both of these in because they're so good. Alex, I got I got three. I got three for you. Okay. Now just to be clear, these are all popular movies or hit movies in 2021. Yes, these are movies of 2021. Okay. So Alex, would you like number one, two, or three? Let's start in the middle. I'm gonna go with two. Number two. All right. I have two translations, but um, I'll give you the first one. And then I think I think the second one's a little easier. I think there's like one word that helps. Um, oh wait, no, no, sorry, I only have one translation. My mistake. There's only one that <laughs> has right. two translations. I think I think I think I think I think you'll get this one. This one's pretty easy. M M M M A has learned to slap arts master Cole Kian. He doesn't know what to do, nor does he know why the foreign emperor sent his sergeant, the extraordinary ice, to call him one by one. Fearing for his family's safety, Colleen begged Librod to go to the Major. It is also the Allosaurus Special Forces. 
The guardian of the gods is a miraculous destroyer in the temple, so Kali taught with experienced fighters ready to fight in space and the biggest enemy in the outside world. Wow. Uh, how many guesses do I get? Do whatever you like. Whatever many you like. I can reread it if you need. Um, a lot of the space talk and the talk of, like, um, imperial stuff makes me think Dune, but I guess that's not correct because you're shaking your head no. I'm shaking my head no. Let's see. Is it um, the Eternals? No. Let me reread this. <clears throat> okay. MMA has learned to slap has learned to slap arts master Cole Kian. He doesn't know what to do, nor does he know why the foreign emperor sent his general, the Extraordinary Ice, to call him one by one. Fearing for his family's safety, Colleen begged Librad to go to the mayor. It is also with the Allosaurus special forces of Kalimark. The guardian of the gods is a miraculous destroyer in the main temple. So Kali taught with experienced fighters ready to fight in space the biggest enemy in the outside world. Huh. I... Ooh. Is it... This is going to sound like a weird guess. Mm -hmm. Is it Godzilla versus King Kong? No. Um, I, I realize I do have a second translation. This one very much gives it away. Okay. Um, but it is a slight translation, but I like Wait it. a minute. Okay. Okay, no, go ahead. Go ahead, because I, I don't think I can get it. All right. Well, you want to throw out one more, more guess before I read the easier translation? Fast and Furious 9? No. They go to space in that one, though, right? They do. Um, <clears throat> and the Emperor does call upon Dom himself. I don't think there is an Emperor. Um, <clears throat> huh. All right. Okay. Well, here you go. MMA fighter Cole, accustomed to taking a beating for money, is unaware of his heritage, or why Outworld's Emperor has sent his best warrior, an otherworldly cryomancer, to hunt Cole down. Fearing for his family's safety, Cole goes in search of Sonya Blade at the direction of Special, special Forces Major, who bears the same strange dragon mark which Cole was born with. Soon he finds himself at the Temple of Lord Raiden, an elder god and protector of Earthrealm, who grants sanctuary to those who bear the mark. Cole trains with experienced warriors as he prepares to stand with Earth's great champion against enemies of Outworld in a high-stakes battle for the universe. Whoa. Was that the Google Translate? That Okay, so I, I thought that was a different... The only... I just remember Cryoman... I think I only say that because the word Cryomancer showed up in place of Sub-Zero. And I was like, how did you get Cryomancer? I mean, it's not where is it, where is it? Where's in the one that you got? It just says, uh, um... um Emperor to, his, to the Extraordinary Ice. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, this is Mortal Kombat. Yes. Do, 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 do. It, it truly took that. It would have taken me forever. Oh, yeah, no, I it's... forgot Mortal Kombat came out in 2021. I know. I know. So, all right. Uh, we got another one. <laughs> all right. Let's do number three. Uh, the first one is... It's a, this is a very short synopsis. Unlike Mortal Kombat was a very long synopsis. This one's very short. This first translation is absolutely indecipherable. So, <laughs> good luck. Um, the catapult of the Gossam symbol is revealed about a person's life. This is a high risk of super macho grieve. Be attached to the city and be men. Is that it? Yes. Be attached to the city and be men. The catapult of the Gossam symbol is revealed about a person's life. This is a high risk. This is a high risk of super macho. Grieve. Be attached to the city and be men. Any guesses? Goodness. I mean... I, part of me wonders if this is Fast and the Furious 9. <laughs> be men. Be men. Protect the city. Um... I can give you the next translation. Let me think. Well, let me think about what other movies came out. 
It's not free guy, is it? No. Okay. This uh, this next one, um, also dumb, but I think there's a pretty solid clue in here. Okay. <clears throat> I don't know Peter Super Germandu. It's often Super Germandu. Peter hates the dog's desires and knows that he is good for those who have a heart. Is this Clifford the Big Red Dog? No. I don't know Peter Super Gormandu. It's often Super Gormandu. Peter hates the dog's desires and <laughs> knows that he is good for those who have a heart. I have no idea. Um, is it Venom? <laughs> nope. Fuck. I good for those who have the heart. I don't know. With Spider-Man's identity now revealed, our friendly neighborhood web-slinger is unmasked and no longer able to separate his normal life from the high stakes of being a superhero. When Peter asks for help from Doctor Strange, the stakes become even more dangerous, forcing him to discover what it truly means to be a Spider-Man. <laughs> I should have gotten that one. I should have gotten that one. I was like, oh, there's Peter. That helps. Yeah. I mean, Something that kind of sounds like Dormammu, but not, even though I know that's not what it was going no, for. I don't know what Men. Super Gormandu is. The catapult of the Gossam symbol is revealed about a person's life. This is a high risk of super macho. Grieve. Be attached to the city and be men. <laughs> what? That's just, that's crazy. That's, that's the ramblings of insanity. Right that is some bing shit. Um, oh, so there's Fuck. two more. Sorry. I didn't re- I, Okay, cool. I, th- I was like, I thought I had more than three. All right, so we got two more. All right. <clears throat> although, although Lord D and his wife lived in peace, pigeons knew the dangers on the horizon, this time forcing him to confront sinners in the past to save their loved ones. To prevent the team from conspiring quickly, it disbanded the world of two's abandoned brothers and the most qualified killers and high-performance pilots assembled the two... Two T U O two the two number two T W O T U O two two people they faced. Is this Black Widow? Although Lord D and his wife lived in peace, pigeons knew the dangers on the horizon. This time, <laughs> forcing him to confront sinners in the past to save their loved ones. To prevent the team from conspiring quickly, it disbands the world of two's abandoned brothers and the most qualified killers and high-performance pilots assembled the two two people they faced. This is Fast and Furious 9. Yes, it is. Nice. <laughs> Dom Toretto. <Lord> D. <laughs> Dom Toretto is living the quiet life off the grid with Letty and his son, but they know the danger always lurks just over the peaceful horizon. This time, the threat forces Dom to confront the sins of his past to save those he loves most. His crew soon come together to stop a world-shattering plot by the most skilled assassin and high-performance driver they've ever encountered, Dom's forsaken brother. Wow. The pigeons know. <laughs> the pigeons knew. The pigeons knew. Peace cannot be uh, sustained. I love that. <laughs> what is that? What is that, brother pigeon? I just have figured Dom's. Oh, there's a pigeon in the family at this point, wherever they're hiding out. I love that it went to Lord D. Yeah, that was cool. I was like, I, that's very strange. All the talk of like killers and stuff, I was like, is it like the James Bond movie? Is it Black Widow? It wouldn't be James On the Bond second reading, I, I was like, Lord D. Existing. <laughs> I know, but I I was just trying to think of something spy related oh, or yeah. like killer no, related. It's a good ape. And you said you got one more? I got one more. Another short one. Um... Uh, I think I think you'll get this one. I, I meant to do this one first because I think this one's pretty easy. Unlike the new story, it is linked to the secrets that the new story, the original Ghost Destroyer, and his parents explain in the archives. Hmm. 
Ghostbusters, right? Yeah. When a single mother and her two children move to a new town, they soon discover they have a connection to the original Ghostbusters and the secret legacy their grandfather left behind. I may have to do a double feature next week. I may have to go one day to see the Spider-Man movie and one day to see the Ghostbusters movie. Because I don't know if I want to wait to stream those. I kind of want to see those. Yeah. Yeah. Those are good ones. Two good movies. I just love, even though how short that is, like how crazy like that translation is. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, Ghost Destroyer gives it away. But like still, I'm like, what? Unlike the new story, it is linked to the secrets that the new story, the original Ghost Destroyer and his parents explain in the archives. I mean, I don't dislike what Bing is creatively interpreting for some of these stories, but... Because, again, the pigeon stuff, gold. <laughs> Pigeons, great. Lord D, gold. <laughs> Although Lord D and his wife lived in peace, pigeons knew the dangers on the horizon. <laughs> Even the one with Spider-Man. Oh. That's some pretty cool, like, just phrasing of things that are just weird enough. Like, I'm intrigued. I'm yeah. like, well, what, 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 go ahead, Bing. I think I want to hear more from you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a goodie. I love Bing Translator. Don't recommend it, though, guys. If you need to translate anything, do not use Bing. Not at all. Brad, thank you so much for joining us today on this episode of Ramjack Listeners. I hope you ring in 2022, because it's going to be a doozy. Mm. Uh, But in good health and good spirits. Indeed. And friends, just want to let you know, um, whatever comes of this new year, 2022, we all hope for the best. Mm -hmm. Uh, We prepare for the worst. But no matter what, just know... The pigeons need the danger! They always knew. Always. I mean, even even when the catapult of Gossam symbol was revealed about a person's life, the pigeons knew. They knew. They always knew. Even Peter when the- hates the dog's desires, but the pigeons knew. What did it say about Sub-Zero, the Necro Snowman? Or the- uh, The, um- The Necro Freezerator Man? I, I, whatever the Cryomancer. It was, it was per- the Cryomancer. How did you- That's- I feel like that's a better description of Sub-Zero than yeah. just saying Sub-Zero. I don't know how it got there. The pigeons know, though. <laughs> pigeons knew. They knew it.